Hello and welcome to Tales of, of the, the Uncharted, Uncharted Territory. Territory. Trying to do a sort of flanging effect yes. around here. <laughs> yes, welcome back. We're doing another fanfic this week. In fact, there's two. So we got two recommendations that I thought were pretty close together. And the first one was sent to us by... Oh, where's my cheat sheet? Oh, cheat. The cheat sheet. No, cheat. <laughs> It's called A Set of Common Tools by Kodiak Max and was sent to us by ah, JJ from Terra Firma Scapers, uh, a long-running forum for Farscape fans where, Kay, it is forbidden territory for you. This is, okay. yes, that is everything the light touches, but what about that dark that dark area? Bit That's there, the yeah, Terra Firma yeah, yeah. Scapers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Author's note, experimental drabble wanted to play with second-person point of view, sublimating stress. Still blaming Koufax, though. I'm not sure what Koufax is. I don't know yeah. either. How do you think we're pronouncing Kodiak? Kodiak Max? Kodiak Max? What? That's, what a, that's the name of the writer. Oh, I didn't quite see that here. Uh, sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, so, spoilers. This is set during The Hidden Memory, which is the second part of Nerve. Mm. And do you remember Bix underneath the Aurora chair? It was the guy with the plugs, wasn't he? Yes, exactly. Yes. It's like, oh, hey, hey Jelena. It was the super Australian, yes, that one super Australian extra. <laughs> That's really extra. not narrowing it down. <laughs> so we get to do our Australian accents again. Oh, dear. That's my, my Australian accents are terrible. So. Oh, go on. I believe in you. Oof. Um, so, I'm, okay, so who's saying this? Like, okay, it's going to open up. I'm, I'm going to assume that it's our PK Tech Girl who is saying this, but huh. this, this could turn out to be, like, really not the case. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah. Hi, Bex. You need some help. It's not until later that you wonder why she asks what she... Oh, it is second person. Mm. Uh, why she asks and what she sees. If you put the double cabling online, I can finish patching in. She sounds impatient. Uh, you know all this better than me. You hand over your scanner and escape from underneath the Aurora chair. Yes, escape, and you know it. You've gone past the point of that much lying. Better to be a pilot. It's not a new thought, not a jealous thought. At least not like some of the other techs take a talk it up. You wouldn't want to live a pilot's life, even if it's short and glorious, and people actually talk to you like they want to listen to what you say. I'm assuming he's talking about, like, prowler pilots and That's not, like, I'm pilot thinking. pilots. Right, yes. Although, for their, you know, from their point of view, it's also short. Right, yes, but you're not, like, you're not going to be, become one of those. You either are or you are not. Yeah, and if our pilot's anything to go by, people will not actually talk to you like they want mm. to listen to what you say. <laughs> Especially not peacekeepers. <laughs> It's not, the, it's not the way they live, it's the way they fall. Often remembered, mercifully quick. You want that, clean and simple. Fail a sim, fail a mission, and it's over. Not like you. Not knowing when you're not going to be good enough. Never having a benchmark, a test to know when your time has come. Whoa. There are no tests after you leave training. All you have are signs. Oh, the microt when the power on sequence fails. When you arrive at a troubleshoot and find you don't have the proper tools in your TK. TK? Toolkit? Oh, yeah. When you just can't trace back the problem and the loot on duty... Loot on duty? No, the no. OIC... Oh, Lieutenant. Oh, yeah. On duty, the OIC... Finally goes to the officer in charge. Officer in charge. Okay, yep. Finally goes to the manual and looks up the mean time to repair. MTTR. Ah, very good. Yeah. Pilots have their enemies. Peacekeeper enemies. You have the MTTR. Gosh, this is... 
this is getting really real. Like, I thought, <laughs> hey, it's a fun sort of escape into yeah. a fantasy world. But no, now we're talking about this. This could have been about, I, I guess, sounds, like... A, sounds like the author might, might have been a little bit of a frustrating uh, a tech job himself, uh, where he's right. uh, being guided by the metrics uh, that he has to uh, follow. Ugh. Yeah. The moment the OIC is tired of waiting and watching. The moment you have no more answers. It's not her job to understand. It's yours. Every microt you take... Every microt you take. <laughs> You're working against us now. You're the single point of failure in the system. In your world, you are the enemy. Unlike the pilots, you get to live past that moment of recognition. You die later. Everything's changing. Technology, people. You don't know when it started, but you can feel it. A simple recalibration. Rerouting the annex cable and checking the power. The hard part, the troubleshooting, is already done. And now it's just the road work. You cling to the road work. But Neem is circling. What, waiting. Ah, Neem, that was Neem the... Uh, Neem Yeah, it's the... That was the red-haired assist, woman. The, ass, the assistant, uh, yeah. P.K. Barbie. You, as, yeah. <laughs> you didn't used to see her kind. She came with Scorpius, there you go. Or was created or something, you don't know. Changing. You figure it's only <laughs> happening here on the Gamak base. But then you start to wonder, when you're down in your rack waiting, you realize it started a few cycles ago. Then you stop thinking about it. You don't want to trace back that moment. Can't troubleshoot that sequence down to the microt of failure. Oh, wow. Yeah, when when My, you're a hammer, yeah, everything is... Every problem looks like a nail, yes. And my apologies for the uh, evening concerto that you're hearing in the background from uh, Her Ladyship. <laughs> her Majesty, It yes. is coming up to her feeding time, and she's kind of vocal about it today. <laughs> the, the pod kitty, once again, in the throes of the fourth <laughs> yeah. sensation. You know you can assemble BCD registers. What? In your sleep. Takes three yarns. Documented. No one rushes you. There's still a need for BCD assembles, assemblies for the drive cards. They won't be phased out of the manufacturing life cycle for another five cycles. They're too simple, too common to replace with different tech. For another five cycles, maybe. You don't know why the design schematic says to use ECLs instead of TTLs in the Aurora chair, and you don't ask. Someone must have a reason even if the increased power draw keeps blowing the fragile circuits. <laughs> Technology's changing, and you weren't asked on the design team, so you don't say anything. You just take your issued TKs and go where you're told. Neem is never patient. Prowler duty is better. Supposed to be beneath you, but you know the MTTR, and there are no expectations beyond that. You understand the design. Beautifully simple, built to be maintained, whatever the pilots say. Command staff decides to make a craft so easy that any tech could fix it, and so they have the techs design it. Laugh, but it works. You can fix 90% of a Prowler's engine problems with six common tools. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. The Prowler was designed by techs for easy maintenance. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's comforting. Jelena used to do Prowler overhauls. Until she comes back, the only survivor from the Zelbinian. Or so you hear. You don't know, and you don't ask. She's no longer doing Prowler duty. She's on different tech now. You're still not sure how you end up being chosen for this Gamak-based duty. Quotas? Jelena's one of the smart ones. She'll make chief soon, maybe another cycle or two. She's younger than you, probably a different genetic mix. She doesn't have any problems working on the Aurora chair. You might never make chief. <laughs> Ooh, it's a nice little uh, insight into the minds of uh, yeah. Give me the heebie tech, uh, tech people. Yes, it's like uh, I mean, I was expecting more Aurora tech and not uh, really. Um, it's a it's a really deep sort of musing on on sort of yeah how uh, life is for tech it. support existentialism. Yeah, 
but also this idea of like constantly being under the gun. You yeah. remember Jelena? Like, I didn't want to be executed for failing to try. Yeah. The fuck? It's yeah. the it's the Darth Vader school of management. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, I mean I, I can kind of almost see something like this coming out of the uh, Laundry Files as well, where they you know where the 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 horror uh, a series from, of books by uh, Charles Stross. Thank yes. you. <laughs> So yes, it's almost like that, like where uh, the terror of the lower rank and file is maintained by uh, cosmic horrors. But Ugh. well, okay, let's let's sort of cleanse our palate. I've got one more as a as a follow up, uh-huh. uh, and this one was recommended to us by one Mystery Tour Seven, and the story is Meek by Northlight, aka Anenko, first published in two thousand and two on uh, uh, Archive of Our Own. So let's see, no archive warnings apply. Rating is teen and up audiences. And the summary for Meek by Northlight Anenko is M. Lee is born into a dying people. This is not going to be cheerful, is it? Uh, do we know who M. Lee is? Yes, she was the uh, the calcivore, the bone-eating oh, right. young yes. woman who yes, was yes, left yes, alone yes. on that planet because her species was dumped there mm. as a, a, a... Yes, a, they'll take care of the snakes and eventually they'll die off because... <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, there's such a thing as an exfoliant or, you know, a, a, a defoliator like, yeah. for plants. What's the opposite of that? A refoliant? I don't know. No, no, no. It oh. leaves the plants alone, but it kills the animals. Oh. Ooh. Interesting question. I don't know. A defauna ant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Seems reasonable. I mean, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, here's the story of Emily. Meek by Northlight and Enko. Gosh, this is going to be fun. Whew. She is soft-boned at birth. Squealing and screeching in her hunger, she is held carefully as she is brought to rest upon her mother. Calcium production has increased in her mother's body during the time she has sheltered Emily within the rounded walls of her own bone. Emily eats of her mother's body, mindless in her hunger, hardly hearing soft sighs above her. She eats enough to harden her bones and trap life within her. She is pulled. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think I think she's really sympathizing with Emily's like hunger. hunger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is pulled away before she is ready, still making hunger noises. Oh, and now she shuts up. <laughs> this was your cue. She's deaf, isn't poor darling? Remember, <laughs> oh, that's oh, true. Yes. Emily will live with this hunger always, never full enough, always feeling hunger edging around her. Her mouth is still moving, chewing air, and the earliest memories she holds are of hunger and small animals being pressed into her curling hands so that she can press her mouth to life-warmed fur and tear and crack her way towards bone. Emily is born into a dying people. They were brought to this place to eat and eat and die. And this is what they have have done. This is what they do now, always. Her people have not been wise in their hunger, and they have sucked and cracked at bones. They have left skins rotting atop the roots that stretch the length of this never-to-be home. Father's fingers skate over her darkening head bulbs, and she knows stories about this world when it was a feast, when there were creatures big enough and plenty enough to feed dozens. Emily shudders and whines, and all she can see are trees stretching above her, crushing them all. She grows. And the sound of rustling in the underbrush and cries in the darkness oh, are <laughs> less and less. <laughs> they spend their lives hunting, moving over and under and around roots, branches, bushes. Something small and grey flicks across the edges of Emily's vision. It plucks at berries that are nothing to Emily, and she is quick and silent because to wail her hunger would be to die of it. This is good yeah. prose. 
She crouches behind a tree, fat with life as she is not, and this creature is smaller than her hand. Her brother comes, hunger red in the tree-cast shadows, and Lee hides and curls over small bones and larger and larger hunger. She sinks her fingers into her small feast and barely waits for its death squeal to end before she tears bone free of wet flesh and fur. Curry is calling her, louder now, desperate, and he can smell fresh kill through the cloying scent of earth and vegetation. Emily eats fast and there is nothing but skin when he finds her crouched between thick roots and pushes her to the tree's trunk and bears pointed teeth at her as he wails his hunger rage. This brother has held her and played with her and taught her to hunt. Emily sucks at the inside of her cheeks, still feeling, still tasting, and she does not care. The air tastes of leaves, grass, bark. It tastes of slow starvation, and they screech their despair and turn inwards. Barely thinking, hunger in their bellies swallows love, and they devour their own. Emily cries the first time, but she has already begun. She's already a monster, and she cannot stop now. She remembers the death cries of small creatures, but does not know if her own cry out. She cannot hear anything but the hunger whine in her head and the crack of bone. Can't not eat, can't stop, and clever enough to kill. Never enough to save themselves, she eats until she is alone. Jeepers! (laughs) Whoa! She thinks the aloneness is worse than the hunger until hunger rises again. She misses the sound of voices, laughter and music, her mother's eyes and her father's careful hands. Hungry again, she misses the size of her people, the scent and taste of them, and how they filled her belly. (laughs) And she has no room for disgust, guilt, loss, and they had all done the same, all knew, all wanted to survive. Trees as tall as the sky waver and rustle and watch her die a bit at a time, and she sucks at her own fingers and feels the bump of bone beneath her flesh. She hates the smell of vegetation, rich and thick, and it crowds into her head and chases her into sleep. She imagines moss covering her body, being sucked into the earth, roots sinking into her body and drinking of her death. She doubts in her own sanity. When they come, these people who brought her kind to this place to eat themselves to death, it is all Emily can do not to fall upon them, mouth wide. They keep her with them, sweep caves free of the rotting remains of her dead. She is quiet and watchful and nearly chokes on her own hunger as she waits Emily has seen this world dead but for herself and plants, and she will be wise now. She can be clever. She will learn, because she knows this twisting need too well, had done too much to soothe it, and she will not die. She thinks of filling herself, and the thought is wonderful. Damn, oh. <laughs> yeah. And you call this story Meek. Once well, again, yeah. by Northlight 2002. Uh, uh, thank you, Mystery Tour 7, for this. I mean, it's... it's Suggestion, it's yeah. Horring, but it's honestly brilliant. Like, fantastic prose as well. It's, yeah, wonderfully... Sp- uh, 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 yes, thing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry, I lost, my, I lost my train of thought halfway through that sentence there. Um, After wonderfully. That uh, yes. Was, that's as far as well. you go. <laughs> All right, that wraps up the Tales of the Uncharted Uncharted Territories. Territories. Join us again next week when we return to Farscape and beyond. (laughs) What's beyond Farscape? Ooh. Ooh, sorry. Uh, You just... Do we really need to dig into that right now? No, we don't. So there's... No, we've already done Nearscape, Farscape, Farscape beyond the Starscape. Um, Futurescape. Um... 
anyway, okay, time to... Thank, thank you very much for okay, listening. We'll discuss this amongst ourselves, so, and you go and have fun, and we'll see you next week on Farscape. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh.